So we have in the studio Marianne Elliott from Action Station, who at the moment is doing, I presume, lots of things, but one of those is being involved in running the People's Commission on Public Broadcasting and Media. Um, so this is a crowdfunded and people-powered investigation into New Zealand's broadcasting and media and how it can be made better for all New Zealanders. So that sounds like a big scoped investigation, Marianne, but maybe you can start by just explaining what you guys mean by public broadcasting. What is, what is the, the thing you're looking at? Yeah, that's um, in some ways, that's a question that the panel that we've brought together to conduct this commission will be um, addressing themselves. But we have been clear to them that we are interpreting public broadcasting in a wide way. So we include in that um, things that are currently publicly funded, including institutions, broadcasters that are publicly funded, like Radio New Zealand, but also um, broadcasting that is in the public interest. Mm -hmm. And we've widened that again to include and media. And the reason for that is that um, this sort of changing media landscape in which the distinction between platforms, between, say, for example, print platforms, mm-hmm. um, tr- what would traditionally have been um, radio, television, are all in many cases coming together and crossing over each other mm-hmm. in a way that um, has sort of meant that the focus needs to be on... Um, Something really broad. Yeah, so it would include, for example, we would include anything that would be considered to be content that is distributed or broadcast in the public interest, including things like news and current affairs, which have Mm -hmm. a really obvious role in a democracy, but also things like um, locally produced music and drama and comedy and um, science programming, natural natural history. So is Um, it the the public interest is that it it informs people or that it has a a social function beyond just a commercial Exactly. Yeah. So it could be informing. It could be contributing to our wider cultural identity, because I think you know production of local New Zealand music isn't necessarily about informing us. But if we don't have spaces for distributing and broadcasting New Zealand music, then it becomes difficult to produce New Zealand music. And if we don't have locally produced music, there's a very big gap in our, you know, in our sort of cultural life. So it is a broad definition. Um, We have people involved on our panel who have come from a background of children's television, which I think a lot of people would agree is also incredibly important. Yeah. Um, So you should remind me who is on this... um this esteemed panel. Yes. Uh, so our panellists, uh, so the, I was just referring to Kay Almers. So Kay Almers is a very well-respected and experienced producer and director of content. Um, she's made a lot of documentaries. She's produced television shows. She does have some experience in children's television, but she also has really extensive experience in Māori television, mm-hmm. which is really important to us because you would also say potentially that just promoting and sort of encouraging use of Māori languages in the public interest mm. in New Zealand. Uh, then we have Mark Jennings, um, who's very well known. He was the head of news and current affairs at TV3 for two decades, um, and prior to that was a journalist in many mm. different contexts. Bill Rolston, also a well-known journalist and broadcaster in New Zealand, and he was, in fact, the head of news at TVNZ while Mark Jennings at, at the same Some time as Mark rivals. Jennings. So, yes, former rivals, now former colleagues. Now we're together for the public, yeah. um, Although they would tell you that they work together even then. I mean, in terms of things like getting foreign correspondence mm. coverage of international issues, they've always had to work together. So um, Bill Ralston, Mark Jennings, Kay Elmers, um, and then 
uh, Lizzie Marvely, who brings a perspective of running a entirely digital um, publication, Villainess, but also has experience in the New Zealand music industry, which was important to us. And she's also a commentator. She's a, a columnist for the New Zealand Herald, so has some experience in print and um, just brings a mix of perspectives, including just a kind of very, very active um, inv- involvement in social media and mm-hmm. using social media mm-hmm. as part of the the sort of distribution network for her um, for her work. Then Shamabel Jakob, um, who you may know of, he's a, an economist and a commentator and um, brings some really interesting perspectives on economic models for mm. this kind of thing. And then sort of in a similar vein, our final panellist is um, Lance Wiggs. And Lance is an investor, so he brings the perspective of what does it take to invest in um, if we were looking at sort of privately subsidised, you know, models, for example, for public interest broadcasting. But he also has a really long family history in the advertising industry, which obviously has a close relationship to issues around the media. So, so was it, was it yeah. one of these panellists that, was it, the, was it these guys' idea to, to do this? And was it, what was, the, I guess, what was the motivation for this to happen, and particularly so, now? So there were probably two separate processes going alongside each other. In fact, there were probably many, but two mm-hmm. in particular. One was that um, at the action station end of things, some of you might remember when um, the Campbell Live television show was under threat at TV3, which, of course, Mark Jennings was the was head of programming there at that time. But um, it was a, uh, there was a huge public response to that. People mm. loved um, Campbell Live, and that show stood for something, as well as mm. they loved John mm. Campbell as a person. He's a very beloved broadcaster and journalist. But the show represented to many people a form of current affairs that mattered and that they thought was really important and they were really afraid that they were losing it. And in that moment, um, a campaign, an action station campaign just kind of blew up and it was mm. one of the biggest, in terms of numbers, campaign that we've ever had. There was the campaign to keep... Campbell that was Campbell right? to keep Campbell yeah. alive. So, of course, Which ultimately. he didn't stay at TV3. <laughs> he went to Radio New Zealand. Um, but what it did was it, re- it sort of brought up the question of what happens um, when it's no longer arguably commercially viable for a commercial channel like TV3 to host a current affairs show in that primetime slot. I mean... Ironically, perhaps last night, TV3 launched a new current affairs show in the primetime mm. slot. So, you know, perhaps like there, it's kind of interesting, the timing of this. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see how the project is received and where it lands in New Zealand's media landscape. But the point is that out of that came this huge community of people who said, we care about news and current affairs. But beyond that, we care about public interest broadcasting. We want to do something together as a community to ensure that there's a future uh, in New Zealand. And sitting alongside that was the Coalition for Better Broadcasting, and they've been working, um, many of them are people who've come out of the industry or have worked in the industry, and they've been working for a long time to campaign for better funding for public interest broadcasting. So these two movements um, kind of found each other, and it was an obvious partnership. And actually the reason we're doing this specific um, sort of process of a, of a public commission or a people's commission is because that's what Action Station members wanted. Mm-hmm. We went to them with an option of five different things that we could do. They had raised money, so there was they basically they gave the money first and then we said, so what should we do with this money? Here's five <laughs> options. They liked this option um, and we also thought it was a good option because um, we realised that it would be very, very easy 
to just sort of pick a simple answer to this mm. complex question of like what is the viable, sustainable future for public interest broadcasting in New Zealand and run with it. But we didn't think that was very responsible. We had a lot of people who wanted to be part of the campaign. We wanted to make sure we mm-hmm. were campaigning for the right thing. So this is an attempt very to make re- sure <laughs> that we're campaigning for the right thing. Um, and so I imagine it's yeah. not a coincidence that it's in an well that it's in an election year. Is this going to be something that you're going to ask exactly. you know, parties to sign up for? Or? Yeah. So this um, we in fact launched it this year specifically because it was an election year. Um, we've been sitting on the idea of doing something around this since. Um, the Campbell Life campaign. So the idea will be, hopefully, that this panel will travel around the country, they'll listen to expert presenters, they'll get input from the public, they'll come up with a report that will say, as far as we can tell, this is the current state of Mm -hmm. public interest broadcasting in New Zealand. Here are some of the opportunities, here are some of the challenges, here are some recommendations. And those recommendations might go beyond the government, but the ones that we'll be looking for will be, what should the government do? And then Action Station can pick that up and run a campaign. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. So I guess before we go into the mm. solutions, um, I mean, I guess there's been a lot of talk in the media, or at least the media I listen to, about you know, the, the challenges that current affairs are facing and um, whether it's for funding or whether it's fake news and, all the, and whether it's social media. Um, but I guess there is a lot more to public broadcasting than just that. There is things like... Wellington Access Radio. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and what else is there? There's like there's, there's children's television. Yeah. There's... I mean, there are, the thing is, this is part of the challenge, of course, that there's only a certain amount of funding available in New Zealand. Um, and what is interesting is that the changes that are already in place with New Zealand on Air's new strategy, which um, you hopefully um, you know, will provide new opportunities because it's basically going to be less platform specific, and and so New Zealand only is the is the public funder of public interest broadcasting content. New Zealand. Yeah. yeah, so New Zealand on air funds content is sort of my under, the simple way that I would understand mm-hmm. it. So Radio New Zealand is a broadcaster, mm-hmm. and they have a budget. They mm-hmm. have a statement of performance with the government of what they have to do with the money that they are given. Then New Zealand on air funds like production of content but if you want for example to get funding for I don't know an interactive video project on homelessness in New Zealand Mm -hmm. in order for New Zealand I need to give you the funding to do that you need to already have an agreement with either a a broadcaster so a mainstream broadcaster or um, a digital platform with very very high circulation that they're going to distribute it. So they're all very connected up is the point. We sort of realised you can talk about content, but there's no point creating amazing content or funding great content publicly unless you have um, the platforms and the broadcasters and the distributors that get it to people. Okay, so this this is a really complex problem. And a process. (laughs) Everything's a world. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, are these kind of things like community access radio and children's television and things that are in the public interest that we don't necessarily think about all the time. Are they, do you think that they are under stress? Um, and what, if so, what is the cause? Well, I suppose um, the overall trend has been um, that it's harder and harder and harder for commercial media companies to make money. Advertising dollars have moved away from traditional mm. commercial online. 
into um, online platforms. Um, huge amounts of advertising dollar have gone to Facebook. So if it's getting harder and harder, harder for those commercial um, uh, media companies to make money, um, then some of them are now looking to public funds like New Zealand On Air to fund their public interest work. So, and I, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I mean, I don't know if you saw this wonderful, um, I thought it was a wonderful project that was a New Zealand Herald piece um, uh, funded by New Zealand On Air called Under the Bridge, mm. following a group of students in South Auckland. So that's a commercial media company getting New Zealand On Air funding that to produce a video documentary to be distributed through a newspaper. It's, you know, the world is changing and oh. all of the mix. And so when, I guess what I'm saying is when you, when, when you have those kinds of rapid changes, then I think questions come up. There's only a limited amount of funding yeah, available. Yeah. Mm. How much of it is going to go to a community broadcaster? How many is, you know, where do community access radio, um, you know, stations fall in that mix? Can you make an argument for keeping a station going um, with an actual FM band, for example, or an AM band, or should will everything move to digital mm. and will the funding be allocated purely for the creation of content and not for the sustenance any longer of sort of institutions? The and there are a lot of people, yeah. you know, really yeah. just saying we've got to be having that conversation. Yeah, mm. yeah. I guess when sorry, you go sorry, big. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't mean like we sort of. We started out thinking we could make it narrow. The problem with looking at the narrower issues is that if you look at them in isolation, you can have unintended yeah. sort of harmful impacts mm. on the things that are connected to them. Mm. So then we had to keep going, okay, we just have to put it all on the table and see if you move one piece, how does that affect another piece? When, there's, when there is increasing sort of demand for this limited resource that is New Zealand on air funding for public interest broadcasting, does... That, to me, just suggests that, you know, if you want to have good public interest journalism and it's no longer commercially viable to do that, or it's increasingly not, is this, isn't the simple answer just, like, the public has to pay for it, the, the taxpayer has to pay for it, and it has to be more government funding? Is that is that too much of a simplification? Well, I mean, I guess you could say that's simple and it's sort of elegantly, elegantly simple. I don't mm. think it's politically simple. And um, one of the people who came along on Sunday to our workshop was Steve Mahari, who was the former Minister of Broadcasting mm. in the Helen Clark's Labour government. Mm. You know, and he said to me, quite frankly, he said, if you're sitting around a cabinet table and you're talking about allocation of funds in an election year and there's a question of putting $14 million into mental health services versus $14 million into, you know, public interest broadcasting, health will always win. Um, in an election year. And in some ways, what he said was, this discussion that you're hosting is great and it's important, but the discussion's been had many times. The piece that's been missing, and I guess this is the piece that we're hoping Action Station can help bring, is a large-scale public mobilisation where people tell politicians, this is a priority for us. Yes, health is a priority. Yes, education. Yes, housing. No doubt about it. But we can't afford to become a country where we think that those priorities mean that we can't afford to invest in public interest broadcasting. Because if we lose that, 
we don't even know that there are homeless people okay, in South connected. Auckland. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do we know that yeah, there yeah. are issues with our mental health service <laughs> yeah, if we don't have broadcasting? How do we know that there are people living out of their vans in South Auckland? I, think you're right. I mean, I think the, the homelessness story in, in Auckland about people living in there mm. and the, living in their garages was broken on Radio New Zealand mm. by, by John Campbell, interestingly. So, Well, I a, would like to give credit to The Nation as well. Um, there was actually a really wonderful, wonderful piece done by The Nation um, uh, on TV3, and which is a commercial broadcaster. Mm. And they actually had done some of the preliminary work, which was then picked up. And um, John Campbell, obviously, is very, very skilled at that kind mm. of uh, people story. And he followed it and kept it in the news until the government. You know, And then a lot of other broadcasters and, and press and print journalists did great work on that. But it is sort of – that's the story – that's the point we have to make, right? Mm. That, of course, if you, t- if you ask somebody – you know, you've got 10 bucks, that's all you've got. Do you want to feed a kid or, you know, produce a podcast? That's an impossible um, It's an impossible question, but the fact is we have to find a way to fund both. And I think you, you were mentioning earlier really off, off, the, off the air that Steve Mahari had suggested maybe even a more radical solution to... He did, yes. Are you allowed to say that on... on I'm <laughs> sure, it's in the public space. On Sunday, Steve Mahari's suggestion was that we sell Radio New Zealand, take the proceeds and create a new... Radio New Zealand of, or TV? Oh, sorry, Z? not Radio New Zealand... Blimey. Yeah, I know. I just have a little <laughs> moment of... Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine the harm I could do by misquoting <laughs> Stephen Mahari, Cell Radio New Zealand? That's terrible. That is not what he said. I hope listeners didn't turn off the radio at that point. <laughs> he said that we could sell off TVNZ, which is right. no longer operating under a public interest charter anyway, mm. take the proceeds and roll them into a sort of a, a multi-platform um, public broadcaster. So I guess it's quite interesting. It is an yeah. interesting idea. I think the problem is I would want to see that multi-platform public broadcaster in place before you sell TV in New Zealand. Otherwise, you can Which, just imagine the money just like, you know, oh yeah, rolling Absolutely. out the room. Um, yeah. Okay, and so we've got a couple of minutes. So, how can people get involved in this, you know, nationwide investigation? Yes, it's very. We really, really, really want people to have their say. So there's uh, a few ways you can do it. If you're listening in Wellington, we did have the first um, of the workshops on the Sunday Bean, but you can still make a written submission. um, To the panel. To the panel, through the website. The website is makeourmediabetter.org.nz. Nice. Um, And if you are listening to this and um, going to be anywhere else in New Zealand in the next six weeks, on that website you will also find information about the other workshops that are happening in Nelson, um, Christchurch, Dunedin, Tauranga and Auckland. So you can go along and pitch your solution to solving New Zealand's media And when you register for the workshop you can either request a slot on the stage to pitch your big solution or you can just attend the interactive workshop where you'll just sit at a table with the panellists and tell them your ideas. Cool. So, yeah. Cool. Well, good luck. I guess our survival kind of depends on the success of this <laughs> investigation. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Godspeed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.